When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. I'm all man when it comes to the crust. Yeah. SpaghettiOs is a soup. Wow. I'm a man of many earth tones. Oh. I think Cheerios are still Who hot. Cheerios? Cheerios are hot, babe. Ooh. It's like an avocado. It's raw. The deuce. What's up, podcast friend? Hello, buddy. It's so nice seeing you so often. Can I say that? Uh, is it real? Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking that this morning. Because you you can you can uh, you can lie to yourself about stuff, but viscerally you know how you where you stand on things. And like for example, I often wouldn't say I get nervous when I have to do a podcast at far past that, but I will sometimes procrastinate a little bit because it's a thing. I got to put my game face on. I go. I don't want to screw it up. And then there's a little bit of um, a relief when I'm done. You know, there's just that's my job, and we'd all on some basic animal level prefer to be lazy sometimes, but I was walking in the door. I dropped the kids. I dropped the mail. I dropped the dry cleaning and uh, I was strolling up to my gate and I was thinking, Oh, what do I got to do next? That's nice. I'm going to go talk to Jesse May. And even though I only spoke to you a couple days ago, I was just thinking this is pleasant that I get to go talk to you. Oh, Look, our friendship is deepening. It really is. Despite the fact that you invited me on friend dates and then (laughs) promptly fled three time zones for three months that's true but um it's not how friends friend dates can treat still each other happen friend dates can still happen. i'm not zoom friend dating you <laughs> all right let's get that straight Is, right now except except, these... that we, except except we kind of are professionally we are professionally zoom friend we're, we're going on zoom dates as friends <laughs> That's all podcasting is in this culture. Right. Now, I will say mm-hmm. we did have a tentative plan and have since missed our opportunity to see the probably last tour that our ailing Phil Collins will be on. Yeah, I've been meaning it to was- ask you, and I'm sure everyone is sitting with rapt attention, sitting on their hands, wondering what, what happened there. So I actually got the supposed go-ahead from my wife, which is to say, I was like, Jesse's got this crazy idea. We're going to fly and go see Genesis. I was like, hey, what am I going to do? Leave my wife and kids home? She's like, leave me alone. Get out of my house. Any, <laughs> I think any, is awesome. Any, I think the exact quote was, why do you think I would care? Yeah, so, it's so funny. You, so you guessing, actually think point, your wife loves you more than she does. Mm, definitely you know? think she enjoys my company more than she does. Yeah, you you got you guys got to get over yourselves. So Your standards are way way out of proportion. So when when last we spoke in regard to the Genesis farewell tour, the the um the the audience is standing, the singer is sitting tour. <laughs> the let's pretend that we're all not dying tour. You um thought that you could manifest backstage passes and hotels and i did, did yes, have you, have, I has, did. Has, has, has your dream conception of self and and the deuce collided with the reality that dropping patreon exclusive the deuce does not necessarily open doors to the four seasons and backstage sitting on phil collins's lap oh contraire the, the life i live totally opens doors to that and you are a part of that life now because you're my friend okay you let cool. me see what motherhood keep, keep saying that. and parenthood is like and i will show you the lap of phil collins 
that will be the exchange of our relationship. No, so what it, I realized how's, so how's it, was how's it going? home. Mm-hmm. What? So how's it going? It's going good. Going? Yeah, it's no, going not, good. Not, not, not how are you doing? I, I mean, sure, I care. But how, how is Phil, how's Genesis going? I was going to tell you. Okay. I was just right. telling you. All right. All right. Um, so what I realized was, oh, I'm coming home and the 27th is the day that we would go see Phil Collins. But then I realized that was my mom's birthday and I didn't really want to leave my sister because I felt bad doing that. And then we ended up just watching and listening to Phil Collins and crying anyways. <laughs> Did you post the Spotify Phil Collins cry time? playlist no i should have you know i really do feel like there should be a playlist like that like a good cry need time i playlist. say i love you need yeah. i say i care need i say that emotion yeah. it's something we don't share you know i know baby i don't want to go <laughs> Memories. <laughs> can you imagine somebody just listening to you like they're really gonna think you're like talking to your high school girlfriend you are singing me phil collins i don't think anybody would think that anybody is insane enough to try to seduce anyone with okay have they met you phil collins have they met you something tells only, me after a few only, bourbons you are phil collins in it up in the kitchen american psycho is the only it's the only place where genesis was ever used <laughs> in a somewhat romantic context yeah and where your parents were making out and mine too i mean Phil Collins, that was sexy time for for our parents back in the day. Yeah, I'm not sure what romantic music was uh, what b- bound my parents together in oh, mar- in marital bliss. Janis Joplin. No, 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 no. My Bobby dad's way, McGee. My dad's way too old for that. My dad's probably more of like a like turn off the lights and put on Mac the knife. Who the fuck is that? When the clock strikes half past six, babe. <laughs> oh God, you you think your dad gets down and it's mad tonight? I'm, I'm, that's so funny. I turned it into the Make McDonald's theme song. <laughs> I can stop. I can stop. <clears throat> no, no, it's totally fine. So to to pin it to yeah. to wrap it up, yeah. we were gonna go to Phil Collins, mm. but it just ended up not being good timing. But I still think we should find a band that we both enjoy who may be on the final legs of their touring life do they have to be it. dying yes okay yeah. okay uh not i like got dying I, like i gotcha i drove right now i drove you're not going to be back for this but i drove past a um a casino out in the desert where dion warwick will be performing a, a combination of the hits and holiday classics and also fortune telling <laughs> If you pay for VIP access, she will look at your palm. Do you know what's funny? I had um, my last my last like week that I was with SiriusXM. I was scheduled to um, have an interview with Dionne Warwick over Zoom, and I'm I'm a huge Dionne Warwick fan. And I knew that she was going to be. Um, I was I watched a lot of recent interview footage with her to kind of gauge how with it she still is. She's in her 80s, you know. And um, some some interviews were better than others, and I just couldn't I couldn't pass. I was so excited to talk to her. And then the morning of, I, I assumed there was somebody in her house who was helping her Zoom, right. and I don't I don't think that was the case. Um, it was just her. So it never came together. And then they finally said, "Can you reschedule?" And I didn't know I was going to lose my job two days later. So I said, "Yeah, sure." And then um, 
And then in the middle, they said, can you do a phone interview? And I didn't want to talk to her on the phone. I didn't even know how to record a phone interview, but I said yes, because I wanted to be cool with Dionne Warwick. And then I, we finally gave up and we we're going to reschedule. And it's, you know, I understand because I communicate with my parents and she's the same age as my parents. So none of this was surprising to me. All these things that were, hold on, if I hit this button or, you know, kind of, it's just <laughs> that typical kind of shit. How do I get, how do I sign into the MySpace? And so exactly. And so I finally, we, I thought we'd agreed to give up and do it some other day. And so I went and took a shower and I came down and I had a missed call and she lives in New Jersey. And I'm, so I know the 201. So New Jersey area goes, I'm like, fuck, I missed a phone call from, from Dion Warwick. Um, and I felt badly that that was never going to happen, but I did feel a little bit better when I saw her a couple weeks later on the Andy Cohen, Anderson Cooper, New Year's, you know, uh, fantastic, spectacular. Wow. And she's just sitting in her kitchen and like her dirty dishes are <laughs> over her or <laughs> over her shoulder. I mean, it was like, if that's how she is on ABC's New Year's coverage, then there was no way it was ever going to come together for me. And I mean, she might <laughs> She might have had like knew, a. She might have had an open bathrobe you know, when I was. You weren't getting like set aside. No, 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 no. Everybody is second best to <laughs> to Dionne Warwick. So I, I gather Dionne Warwick um, performing um, this Christmas doesn't light your loins ablaze like going to see Phil Collins sit in a chair. With oh boy! A, you think like Phil Collins my, has an adult yeah. has an adult diaper on when he's performing Genesis? Hits? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. If he if I, I do, do he probably should. And also, what, how did you say that? Light your Set loins ablaze. Loin, let my loins on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Set my. What did you say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About and you put Dion Warwick in the same sentence. You 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 said. I gather d- that Phil Collins lights your loins ablaze. And okay. I'm guessing psychic psychic friend. She doesn't Dionne she Warwick. do psychic calls now. Doesn't she no, like she send did. you your your fortune? I, did, I don't know that she I don't know that she's, she's still doing the, the psychic friends the thing. I think she, she was that on cameo. I think she was you, you're absolutely right. And if somebody could teach her how to cameo, if if some um like <laughs> nephew, if niece or nephew of hers could go to her house and get her on cameo, they could probably they could rob her blind. She wouldn't know. Is I'm there, is there a should. family member who could help facilitate Dan Warwick's wouldn't phone you, calls? What wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think? Where's all that money? Where's where's her fucking family? That's the, that's the irony. I don't like, I don't let my rich. parents. You know, if my parents need to hang a picture on the wall, I understand that the time has come that the roles are reversed, and I need to. If my sister can't handle it, I need to be involved with you know communicating with. I need to triage with the 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 task rabbit guy and get him in the door and everything. How do Dionne Warwick's relatives not realize the same is true of her when she's performing on Anderson Cooper's Rockin' New Year's Eve? <laughs> You would think, you yeah. would think, I mean, maybe it's a sort of situation where you become famous and then you exhaust yourself of your family members because they just are using you for your notoriety or money. Maybe it's that, that stuff. or maybe, maybe she's really, really difficult and her family tried to help her for years and they're tired of, you know, being about mom all the time. Why, why, I why could is see a that. woman got to be difficult, Tully? Why is a woman got to be the difficult one? Huh? No, how I think you that know, you could say that about you know I think somebody it, else wasn't difficult in her family any of those scenarios could be true i didn't say it because she's a woman i said it because she's a famous person and i think do you know she's Aaliyah's aunt remember Aaliyah? is she is she really are you positive about that yeah google it i think she's whitney houston's aunt google it my mom used to work in a car dealership in the 1960s who was whitney whitney houston did have a famous aunt yeah, and I, Aaliyah is linked to somebody big, and so is Whitney. We got to dis- we've got to 
Her relatives are, well, her maternal aunt is Sissy Houston. That's Sissy Houston, yep. Right, so so she is related to, uh, she is a first cousin with... Dion? With Dion is a first cousin with Whitney Houston because I think um, the way it played out, Whitney's mom was Dion Warwick's aunt. So I think they were probably close in age, but you know, that can happen. You can have an okay. aunt or uncle that's pretty close to you. Aaliyah, I don't, I did not Gladys know Gladys Knight, maybe Aaliyah. Aaliyah is, is Gladys Knight. Okay, we're going, we're going through, that's what friends are for. Maybe Elton John was her stepbrother. No, no, no. I think Dion, um, Gladys Knight. I see her famous relatives. I'm speaking of Aaliyah now being Rashad Houghton, Barry Ooh. Hankerson, and no, no. Tech. And I gotta get my phone. I can't get up because I'm in this little nook I've created for myself. So I my mom my mom used to work in a car dealership in um in New Jersey. Oh my and- god. Did she probably help my dad? My dad had ten used cars he'd bring all over the tri state area. Oh no kidding. Yeah, it was the golden age of, you know used car salesman and it that really whole was. that whole scene it was like a poor man's madman going on over there <laughs> i just fell on my dog so um one time she said that uh one of the repo guys that they worked with was going to get a car and they knew that dion warwick's name was on it and the, you know the chatter around the office was oh you're going to repo dion warwick's car that's so crazy she's so successful she doesn't make car payments what's going on there and he said that it was not the first time he had repoed a car for dion warwick what was actually Mm. going on is she had all of these people in her life that didn't have the credit necessary to get a car you shit so i'm telling you so dion warwick was 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 either a soft touch or just didn't care was just signing loans co-signing loans left and right for that's people. how you go broke. You got to say no. You need to put. And that's how down. you end up. And that's how you end up sitting next to Miss Cleo in the 1980s. Yeah. Aaliyah was uh, her aunt was Gladys Knight. All right. So it's interesting how these. You know, Aaliyah was. I didn't know successful, that. And so mm-hmm. was Whitney. Obviously, had yep. Whitney not gotten to that bathtub. Well, I guess the bathtub was just the um, the culmination cherry on the cake of her the, her life's trajectory. But I was thinking about know, Whitney this weekend, actually. We were. What were you thinking about Whitney Houston? Well, because I, I don't feel like her music, her the songs have aged that great. I think that she has one of the great singing voices of all time. But Clive Davis was yeah. the the record label guy, Arista, and he just had a very specific vision for her, and it was successful. Her first album was, I believe, for a long, long time. It's not still the top selling debut album of all time, but she set all all kinds of records with it. Yeah, she but did. clearly, what he did is he wanted and achieved a crossover success. So you take somebody who's, you know, a black singer, who's got a really talented gospel kind of voice. And then you make her, you know, you, you put a scrunchie in her hair and you make her wear leg warmers and sing, how will I know? And I want to dance with somebody and I shit like dance that. With somebody. And I just don't think they're very good songs. <gasps> and I'm a, nobody's a bigger eighties. I essentially have an eighties oh. music podcast. You should leave the room. Did you tell Mark McGrath that? I'll tell him not to his face. 
Yeah, I don't think screen I, face, not to his real face face, not to his. No, face I don't face. see anybody. I just sit down here. And, You're just and, in your du- your dad dungeon. I might be. I, I listen, you you can, can I tell you something? My entire career might be it might be imaginary because all I do is sit in a room that's slowly but surely emptying out. Oh my god, I might be an insane person, and this might be the last stop before my wife might have might text you every morning and say, "Look, I just he's driving me crazy." I uh, I just need to go. I just need to go to the gym. I just need a little bit of me time. <laughs> Jesse, can you set up a stream yard? Can you talk to Mike for an hour? <laughs> I just need. I love him to death, and it's not his fault that he's crumbling um, and 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 descending into a world of singular madness. But can you just set I up love, a stream yard? <laughs> I love the idea of a person crumbling. <laughs> But I would, I would, to back to my point. Before, oh my god, it all. I would like, like to challenge. So, I'm freaking you. myself out. Yeah, go ahead. I would like to challenge you on the whole Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody being her worst music. You ask any woman from my era, mm-hmm. they're gonna love the song. Why did you just cluck your tongue at me? <laughs> because have some respect. <laughs> I fucked that one up. <laughs> I clucked my tongue. <laughs> Because I wanted you to know how I'll serious cluck back, I was. all right? Yeah, no, huh? I get that. I'll cluck back. If you cluck back, your wife is going to know we're fighting. She's going to be like, no, you got to hey, make it right with Jesse. So that play nice with your imaginary Zoom friends. Or else no tuna sandwich for you. Dude, <laughs> I saw it tells me that you're the type of person who brings tuna to work. Nah. Um, yeah. We yeah. had this conversation about tuna not on for a plane. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, not for a long time. Not for a long time. Okay. But yeah, and well, well into well into adulthood, it took me a little I while. I guarantee you, girls my age love. I want to dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to feel the heat with somebody. Yeah, I. Do you think? Don't make it this, good. If we could sing, and then mm-hmm. our podcast, if if and when we are on Apple, just the audio. If we were to sing a Whitney Houston song, do you think we'd sing it so well that the copyright ping would ping us? Oh wow! Do you think the algorithm would kick in and it would be? Our own dumb luck that we just happen to be such skilled Whitney Houston imitators yeah. that we would get get negged for copyright infringement. Exactly. I'm willing to live with I'm willing to take that risk. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I am too. I am too. I, I, I hope it happens. I you know, I hope and I hope not. But mainly I hope it happens because it would just I think I would use it as a credit. So my point with Whitney is I think in retrospect she might have left. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You like it's nostalgia and you'll get out on the dance floor to how well I know and, and shit like that. But I can't think of um, a more, stu- a more substantial singer who left a less substantial, substantial body of work. She was made for more than Bubblegum pop. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, she could have left. You mentioned Janis Joplin. She could have, she, I mean, she, she wasn't going to be Janis Joplin, but she should have, she could have been Aretha Franklin. She had yeah, well, talent. you have to w- once you watch her documentary, which I'm sure. Did you watch it? The documentary, or is about that Whitney? Okay, not the not being Bobby Brown, and that as well. Okay, I didn't watch all it of either, it. So if you I don't watch know why it, I'm, why I'm asking you to clarify. <laughs> you kind of like understand why she didn't reinvent herself and get into a more of like a Lady Gaga approach to a, a singing career. Which is why, because of drugs. What? Yes. Of drugs? And, yeah. I, and I think enablers around her 
just keeping her in the box. It's easier to control somebody when they're in the box. And if you look at a celebrity like her who is so big, um, they surround themselves with a team. And this isn't, you know, to say this is how it always goes, but just think about the idea that she has this team of yes men and women around her and you get stuck in that and that becomes your reality. You sort of mm -hmm. lose concept of how to react and act in the real world because you've created this alternate universe for yourself in, a, in an idea of trying to protect yourself and be successful. Especially and when if, you model yourself on the great divas of the past, which she clearly did. Yes. And these people start to realize that inside the circle, they can manipulate you very easily because everyone sees that they can get something from it. There's this like trickle down effect that happens. And, you know, it's sort of like what Brittany was in with her conservatorship, obviously that being a little bit more of a serious situation because she was in fact stuck in this scenario where people were benefiting off of her. So I think Whitney's a, a similar situation where um, she just sort of was surrounded by people who were toxic. And, and I think that hurt her career. I really do. Cause look at, look at what, Lady Gaga has accomplished. She she's in so many different areas of music. You know, starting out as a pop diva and then getting into different genres of music and you know, having this I think a healthier circle that allows her to reinvent herself. That's I never funny. thought about that about Whitney. I think you're right. I think mm -hmm. she was limited and we only saw a portion of what she could do. It's funny you mentioned that. I don't know anything about Lady Gaga. I haven't followed her career. I don't think her music is, is all that interesting. To me, I put her in the same category as like a Marilyn Manson, where at a certain point, the music just became a vehicle for them to do the image thing. The image thing became ultimately more important and whatever their message of their, you know, whatever their silly lyrics were for this this time around, whatever you inflammatory. Would, even, <laughs> even though I have to disagree, because if you look at Marilyn Manson, he was very one he was very linear of an artist. Mm -hmm. He was a zombie the whole time. He was like this creature and uh, uh, you know, heavy music and he yeah. can't leave the house. You know, you, you see Marilyn Manson now, he looks like a disgruntled, he looks like Santa Claus's disgruntled brother. Looks like an extra from the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, it looks like it an, looks an, like an one extra. Like what should be part of the mob. Yeah. Th exactly. House of a thousand corpses. That's what Marilyn Manson. He looks like, like now. he looks like three of them. <laughs> Marilyn Manson's career was way linear. Yeah. I I only know about Gaga because my sister's a diehard Gaga fan, so I get oh, into boy. it because she's of a, her. She's a she's a. Does she? If you called her a monster, would she like respond to that favorably? I don't know. I mean, I call her a monster in general because I'm her sister, so she probably wouldn't even associate it with Britney or I mean with, yeah. with Gaga. I see. But so I've had to sort of follow Gaga's career, and I've seen the way she's dipped in and out of different genres. Like she it, she did this whole thing with Tony Bennett. She did. And she had such a jazzy voice, which is so different of a register from a pop singer. Mm -hmm. The way they utilize their vocal box and the way they sing and, and the notes that they hit and jazz, especially a specific area of jazz. It's such a unique sound. And she embodied that effortlessly to go from singing paparazzi to like New York, New York and not sound like the same singer to me is uh, indicative of of her being in a different box. I, I get that. 
I get that. You no, know, I, I see the difference at the same time. I would say that their, their, their top there's five, a showmanship. their top five songs don't leave that huge of a mark on the history of music. Kind of like Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper was one of the biggest rock stars of the, of the seventies. And yeah, sure. People remember schools out, maybe welcome to my nightmare, but you kind of are, I'm 18, but you kind of had to be there because so much of it was the theatricality of it all. Even kiss for that matter. doesn't have as many big songs as you would think, given how huge their reputation is and how successful they've been. Because it was uh, a lot of times it was image over substance, and that's fine. That's you know pop. You can you can do pop music a lot of different. A lot See, of different that's ways. where. But but Gaga. This is the whole episode okay. is me I, trying I, to convince I, you. Clear, clearly, I've struck a nerve here. Right. <laughs> You're coming at my sister. No, I I'm only saying this because you before said you you're not really into her music, so I'm not sure that you can even say, say anything on this subject because you don't have, in fact the experience of listening to her music and understanding the different areas where she's gone into. And mm-hmm. I go as far to say that her voice is one of the greatest female voices in the history of, of music, of pop music, of female artists, of, um, you know, like a, a Madonna, Whitney, Mariah Carey style person. She has one of the greatest voices out of all of those women. It's interesting that you said about, you know, the way that she's handled herself as opposed to Whitney. I don't just my little insight into the world, my personal insight into the world of Lady Gaga was that the guy who used to cut my hair over in uh, in Echo Park <laughs> was really good friends with a guy who was dating Gaga when she first blew up. And he said that it was really interesting to watch. And this guy had been in a bunch of um, of rock bands in the 80s and 90s. So he'd been around he was never famous himself, but he'd been around a bunch of guys that blew up. He, you know, he, he knew how that sort of thing went, but he said it was like the first time she came around on tour, it was okay. I'm going to come to town guys. Let's meet at the blah, blah, blah hotel bar. And then the second time she came around and she's getting bigger, it was, Hey guys, I'm coming to town. I don't know about going to the bar. Meet me in my hotel room. I'm going to be at blah, blah, blah. And then the third time she came around, it was like, you will get a call in the middle of the night from a man. He will tell you where to go. You will go there. You will stay. Go wait. And it was, and he was like, Oh boy, she's gone to this place that not like, I do understand that obviously the security and all that does need to ramp up, but she went to a place very quickly that you don't, really have to there are superstars who man there are superstars who manage to not do that yeah but they're not as big as she is and i saw it i just i saw it when i worked for carson daly we had every pop star of the day come in to do their dumb time with carson and i just saw the ones that threw on a baseball cap and walked in the front door, and then I saw the ones that got ushered through the lobby like they were Elian Gonzalez with fifty people around them. Yeah, and, and it, I was it, like, it, "How it, come it, some? How come? How come not all of you need this?" It's Maybe. a spectrum of people too. It's like people who aren't as famous and people who are very famous all can do that sort of yeah. utilization of separation from society. And I think it comes down to the type of person. It's really the type of person because well, some people right. can avoid it, um, but. If you're on a certain level of fame, um, you have to separate yourself. You have to separate yourself to protect yourself because yeah. your your job is more demanding. The standards higher, and what it requires for you to show up and do the job you need to do to meet those high standards, you need your cup to be full as much as possible. Possible. I'm, I'm just saying that one time 
um, Pink came up when she was first got really, really big with her second album. And like three hours later, I walked out of the office and she was sitting in front of a restaurant in Rockefeller Center with like the manager guy that she'd come in with just sitting out there on the sidewalk having a glass of wine. And now I'm sure yeah, if a bunch she, of tourists come yeah. over, she's got she's got to go inside. But the point is that Christina Aguilera was never, ever, 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 ever. Christina Aguilera needed somebody to taste her food before she had a fucking bite of it, before they brought it up to the fake suite where the fake Christina Aguilera was staying so that she could fucking give the, the food to a carrier pigeon so they could bring it to incognito Christina Aguilera bunker. Just is some of them get were? some were of them get for the pigeon. Some of them get really, really into whether it's that they are um, it's because it makes them feel special to put this crazy layer of protection on themselves or whether it's because they're just wired to be more of a paranoid, insecure person. And I'm bringing this all back to Whitney Houston, the way that she was surrounded by stuff. Not all of them. It, it, it can't be that necessary to do that because not every huge superstar does that. I think every huge superstar does do that. I think every the biggest stars in the world travel with the posse. The Rock, Kevin Hart, Katy Perry, freaking uh, what's her name? Um, 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 Oprah. She's the, one of the Oprah's most famous got a posse. in the world. She's got a posse, and you yeah. can't even. And Can we I stop? Remember those Andre Tony, the Giant? Andre the Giant has a posse stickers. Can we just swap all those out for Oprah? Yeah, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey has a posse. Fuck she you, Shepard Fairy. She's a huge posse, and you know who else had a huge posse? <laughs> Here's a good example: it was Tony Robbins. He huge had, posse, he, big, 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 big underwear. He, <laughs> he didn't even have a posse. He had, he has like a higher security than the president. Wait, who are we talking about now? I'm still making jokes about Oprah's pussy in my wife, in my in my mind. No, no, that's fine. We can that we can all we always have time for Oprah pussy jokes. Um, uh, Tony Robbins has like oh, yeah, like security guards probably i don't know at least six and he has them with him when he's traveling in public a majority of the time and he had to do that because when he'd get done doing his seminars people would just come up to him you know looking for him to fix their marriage or looking for him to fix you know i need i gotta get a million dollars by tomorrow whatever it was they would just oh come yeah up people people like him are some people are gonna put an absolute messiah thing on somebody like him obviously right and, and then they it comes, do it comes do with that. that territory yeah sure, sure sure and so to help him be able to get from a to b he created an orb he created a circle around himself so that yes. he can move more fluidly a gestapo if you will yeah to, a, a horde to, of to, potential to crush, suitors for me to crush fans beneath their boot and to hit on me because they're my type three of his security guards i was like oh hey um did you I actually did you a, did you flirt did you flirt with them i winked at one mm -hmm. i winked did at you wink back he couldn't he was working but i think he did in his in his crotch he winked in, in the yeah i think his nut sack skin which is constantly movie moving it is do a little notice that yeah your your guy's balls like mm -hmm. physiologically move all the time, the skin of your balls on the outside because it has to maintain a consistent internal temperature. So right, which I got all the time to fluctuate. I got a, I got a whole thing on that, but it's funny that you um, that you have noticed that, and you are correct. Yeah, I noticed because, it, and then I looked, researched it, and then saw. Yeah. I was like, because I want to know why does it do that, mm -hmm. and and WebMD told me. Yeah, in the bathtub, especially. Oh, I don't know. I mean, which I makes sense because anytime you're near temperature changes or exactly. shock of temperature, your nuts got to do a quick job. It's pretty impressive. They're pretty. It's, but but back to the point. It, yeah, make them wink a little bit. Because 
No, it's funny you mentioned that because Jason Ellis for years and years and years said my balls are constantly moving. And I knew from the first time he said it exactly what he meant because my balls are also constantly moving. And it was like <laughs> 10 years later that like three other guys on the show were like, wait, you mean that literally? And he's like, yes, of course I mean that literally. Are we not all men? Do we not all know this? So it's interesting. Yes, it, yes, it is true. And it's funny that a, a woman like yourself is aware of that when it's it seems a higher percentage than I would have guessed if men did not know that their balls are constantly moving. Here's my thing on that, though. So why are your balls moving? Because they need to regulate temperature, right? Why do your balls need to regulate temperature? Well, because the body actually because the body actually makes semen at it's not 98.6. It's more like 97 or 96 degrees, right? Okay, so far, so good. This all makes sense to me. All right. But why did we evolve to make semen at a lower temperature than our body? Wouldn't it have just made more sense for our body to evolve to make semen at 98.6? Then we wouldn't need dangling testicles at all. There are animals that have them on the inside that you wouldn't have to worry about protecting them or getting ripped off if you're a monkey fighting another monkey, right? So it seems to me that at a certain point in the trail of adaptation and evolution, people were like, yeah, but I really want to play with them. Well, it, probably yeah no i the ones that go inside no fun you know like a girl looking and saying oh he's cute and the guy who's got us the male who has a certain size balls is constantly oh here i'll give him a little i'll give give him a little swing for you hey you like these uh let me i got more for you he just shakes them so the you know the testes evolved as the popularity of whoever's size was the one being used the most that's my so you blame it on us it's our fault like everything else it's our fault. It's our fault that you your your ovaries are external. We're sorry. We're so sorry. Oh God. Oh, it's so hard having balls. Oh, it is I wish actually. I could tuck them inside. It is I, actually I don't for want the most part. When I get in the tub. No, I haven't had a. No, I always liked watching them move ever since I was a young boy. But I <laughs> I I never had a conflicted relationship with my testicles until recently. I keep saying this, but I got a vasectomy about this time last year. And I don't think they're ever going to fully heal. Just this morning, I was, <laughs> if I take a shower in a hurry, it kind of hurts. I like, I, I, need to, I need to, I need to love my balls gently. What if you got like a little Christmas sack, like a satchel you could keep them in, make them feel like you show them some attention. You know, it's like, I should wrap twins. them in, in velvet. Yeah. Or cashmere. So put cashmere a sack, probably feel good. so put a sack around the sack. A Christmas sack. Only this time of year. Only yes, just for the hol- holiday. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And then you the little jingle your bell sound. in velvet. And you reveal your balls, and they're just moving, and it's just like snowflakes. It's just like a bunch of snowflakes. You know what it is? They're like a lava lamp. It's exactly like a lava lamp. <laughs> and you know what's so funny? It's mesmerizing. Me? The yeah. funniest part about this is that there's for sure a few fellows listening that have that don't know what we're talking about and now they're gonna know oh take off your pants and have a look and you have to be particularly vi- if it's kind of very still get the lighting good breathe through it and just calm yourself down and oh dude your, your balls like a magic are like eye. your balls are like deer you know what i mean the slightest move and they just fucking make a run for it yeah you bring, really bring an ice you, cube. you need them to, to relax and, and see them in their natural element you do bring an ice cube to have a little temperature challenge and it really it's like a magic eye you put your nose close to it and when you pull away you're going to be able to see the movement see here's here's where you're losing a lot of our of our listeners because oh am i because you've probably put your nose on more balls <laughs> than most of our listeners have well then you need to stretch and get more flexible that's the key to youth 
I, I saw something on, um, I don't know if it's YouTube or Instagram or whatever, keeps trying to get me to click on a thing where Joe Rogan said he's flexible enough to suck his own dick. I, I believe it. I've seen him stretch. Yeah. So he's, that's like an, an attempt. His nose to his shins. Okay, right. Because he's, he he's not a tall man. And no, he's like I, five, eight, five, nine. Right. And he's, <laughs> I'm, here's what I believe. I'm not short, but if you're even a half an inch shorter than me, you're fucking short. <laughs> well, I'm not short. And if you're my height, you're short as a guy, for a guy. How tall like, are you? I do not like guys that are my height, five, six. Right. So you're relatively tall for a, for like, I think I have at least three inches on you. I'm a little bit above average height. Just a, just a touch. I think that's great. I think that's great. Like, I think all sizes are great. I, I actually love like super duper tall women. I've really like, um, I used to be, I wouldn't, uh, it's not so much that I would say I used to be particularly into them. It's just that for a lot of guys, it was a turn off. And for me, it was just like another different wrinkle to, to celebrate. Right. You know, um, well, I'm an up woman. Yeah. I didn't get it for the longest time. I didn't get it for the longest time. And then some, I swear to God, it's so weird. I can't think of anything else like sexually romantically that anybody ever explained to me. And I think I was saying to a guy, I was a young dude. And I was like, I'm a, you know, it's like a little intimidating. You feel like as a guy, you're supposed to be looking down. And he's like, nah, man, he's like, you walk in the bar and you open the door and everybody looks down at you and up at her and down at you and up at her. And then you just grab the back of her neck and pull her down to you and make out with her really, really hard. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I totally, I totally get it. But I do. And then everybody standing by goes, geez, that mom is really close with her son. <laughs> you got to wait until you get shaved before you can pull this move for sure. For sure. <laughs> but it, it's got to be, um, challenging like i i i think that i've had tons of i've probably had almost more female bosses than male bosses i've never had trouble with respecting a woman but it is an uphill battle kind of pun intended to expect the world to see you as an alpha when you're like five foot one it is an interesting it's tough it's just challenge. that's just that's just the way that it is but then i do know a lot of more uh people who aren't as you know a wild demanding personality that do command presence i think i, I just think well, it's about way kevin more it's hart. way more, yeah it's way more of a vibe for sure kevin hart is like literally he's got to be the teeniest famous person besides like macaulay culkin the, yeah macaulay culkin or one of the creatures from lord of the rings the hobbit right he's like a, he's like a comedy orc yeah and the like, orcs those are were, big, like right? real sized people sadly yeah um yeah, it is an interesting thing. I don't remember what our initial point was. Ball um, sizes, your balls dropping out of your body. It's what you're crying about. We can move on. I actually, I actually had something. It's so hard I, I, being I, a guy. Is it? I like it other than my balls occasionally hurt now. Oh, that's right. Your nuts hurt. You know, I can and I'm in, and I'm in, ovulate. And I'm into that. Can you? Could you always? No. I think me well, I probably could always. I just never knew that's what it was until I researched it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not imagining it and I'm not crazy. So, so wait, ovulating is when you actually like drop the egg and become fertile? Yeah. it take, Ovulation takes about 24 hours. And then once the egg is released, it lasts, it stays alive or vi viable for tw 12 to 24 hours. <laughs> viral. So you, viral. Can only, you can only get pregnant for 12 hours? You, you're, no, I don't think it's 12 hours. I think you're like fertile for about two days. 
like yeah. really, really, really fertile for about two days. Mm -hmm. But you're as far as like the ovulation process, it takes about a day. It's hours. so weird that to me that women don't make eggs as they go. It's like you just have them, right? Yeah, we're born it's with like all just of them. So many gumballs in the gumball machine. Exactly, our gumball machine is stocked mm -hmm. from the moment of birth. And so, like, does my my daughter has eggs in her? Yeah, your daughter's born with, and and not only does she have eggs in her, those eggs carry DNA from, you right. know, thousands of ancestors. It's wild, like just genetics and DNA is just so fascinating. And I honestly think, I've talked about this in my standup, but if you look at the physiology of a woman being at having all of her eggs at birth and men constantly renewing their semen daily, it it's understandable when you think about the approach to relationship and family women tend to, you know, we're the, we're the ones that like bring the family around and we want to build a home and, you know, we, we rear the children and guys are just like, I'll make more. And guys are out hunting on hunting trips, just swapping spit, whatever you guys, you're, you're broke back mountaining it. And then you're also mm -hmm. finding other chicks. You're just out there hoeing it up and you bring back one fucking squirrel pelt. What a waste. What were you doing out there in the woods for three days? Why are you sweaty? There was a lot of arm wrestling. <laughs> exactly. Arm wrestling with your dick. Um, right. I, there's this one study or something that I constantly refer to where I think women are um, just uh, low-key a lot more promiscuous than men. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think? Devious. What do you think about that? Because right, the, the obviously the classic cliche is that most women are by default mostly monogamous, monogamous. and most guys. What is it? Women trade sex for love, and men trade love for sex. Mm -hmm. So I we're think that's pretty straightforward. Because this I one think thing that a I always exceptions. Of course, there's, there's exceptions to everything. Um, but supposedly, this one little fishing village in some remote place in England, they. DNA tested all the, I mean, there was like 500 people in the entire village and it was like, this village hadn't really changed for, you know, this was in the 1900s, but it may as well have been 900 when they were there. This place has not changed. And they DNA tested the kids and like nobody's dad was actually their dad. Cause it was like the women were just fucking sitting at home in their little hut, getting ready to fry the fish when the guys came back and they're fucking bored. And so everybody was clandestinely, Everybody thought that all the women were just sitting at home waiting for their husbands to come home. And it turned out that they were actually having sex with all sorts of partners yeah. and never getting caught. Right. Absolutely. Underneath all that fabric. You know how, how exciting it would be to pull up 14 dinner tables worth of dresses to get finally get up in there. <laughs> to the final layer of. Fangul. It's like unwrapping of, of, of a fucking. Final forest. layer of matted sex fur. Yeah, it's like being at the the garment district in New York and trying to pick out colors for your house drapes, <laughs> as opposed to your yard drapes. Some people do have drapes in their yard. Do they? They're, they're green. On their yeah. what? They, you know, they hang drapes so that it can like billow in the wind. I don't. It's like people who think that's what they should have when they're rich is just fabric floating in the breeze outside of their house. It's rich people oh, yeah. shit. A lot of outdoor places that want to be Instagram ready do look like Jewish weddings. What are we doing? Why am I underneath an altar? I'm near the pool. Why is there a fucking altar leading into the backyard? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That is very fair. I'm, I, so, for those of you who are who are watching, I'm not petting myself. There's a dog in my lap, and 
Also, uh, Danger Balls, you made no effort to comment on my new name. Oh, Mrs. Pitt, I had noticed that. Very nice. <sighs> Fucking lack of effort. Is he? Uh, is he currently? Is he currently in? I forget. Is he in a thing with anybody? Are you trying to ask if he's in a relationship and you, your brain just sort of passed out on you? Because I'm, yeah, I was trying to think while I talk, and I, which is something that theoretically I should be good at if this was a real <laughs> job. Hopefully, you get paid to do that. Because I get in my mind, I kind of thought that he did go back to Jennifer Aniston because there's more than one of those where they uh, like Ashton Kutcher ended up with right, Mila Kunis and shit like they that. Dip. Right, but he's not, and because I, I know. I know things didn't work out with him and Angelina Jolie, and I gather right. that was fairly contentious. But he it was, was always contentious. But he was always a like a relationship dude, right? Because it was yeah, he didn't it was Jennifer Aniston, be... and then it was Angelina Jolie. And I kind of have a little bit of intel on the Angelina Jolie thing, and from my source, who I trust, tells me that she was not that he was perfect, but that she was very very difficult, and that somebody else might have. It wasn't working for a long time and somebody else might have left a lot sooner, but he really did try to make it work and he tried to make it work for the kids. And that seems like a, like a real relationship marriage kind of guy, but I haven't, and he was such a, um, a godsend to those tabloids, the him and Jen, and then him, you know, the, the perfect casting of the woman with the, you know, you had the, the, the princess girl with the blonde hair and then the all American Robert Redford boy. And then here comes the chick with the dark hair, literally Maleficent to steal him away. And she's got the vial of blood around her neck. I mean, it's fucking, it's a real life Disney movie played out by some of the most, by some of the most beautiful, most famous Hollywood stars. It was just, no no storyline has ever been set up better for the tabloids, but now I feel like there's no new act to the Brad soap opera for them is there i don't know but i think you're right about i don't know who your source is if it's your mom who gets a people magazine subscription every week and she's just keeping up with the jones i know everybody else is but i know a guy you got a guy you got a guy guy. i've heard similar things as well and i here's the thing it's like you have to look at people's entirety of their career and how they've been even though everything you read you know you have to take it with a grain of salt people mm-hmm. are trying to make money. That's the sure. bottom dollars. Everyone's trying right. to make money. Um, but if you look at her track record, she seems to be a little loopy and fun. Fucking fun. You know, I don't know. There must be a pretty large group of guys out there who wouldn't mind having a girl with a vial of their blood around their neck. <laughs> Let's be real. That'd be right. the most exciting thing that's ever happened to them. But from what I gather, and I think the outward appearances jibe with what my intel has informed me. Yeah, I'm she's, agreeing. She's kind of the classic. She was wild. She was crazy. I like to hook up with girls. Why? Well, who cares? I just like anybody who's beautiful. I don't even get Yeah, she's the girl who's making out with girls at a bar. And then starts having babies and goes, you know, actually, maybe I want to be a UNICEF ambassador. Yeah, she maybe has like one be- kid and she's like, I'm building hospitals in every country. Exactly, exactly. Africa. So I well, think people change though. I mean, we, we got to allow people to change. Right. I'm just saying, I think that she had a funectomy somewhere along the way. Oh, a funectomy. Yeah. Madonna, had, Mad- 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 Madonna had a funectomy basement. in like 92. Sound like you had a phrenectomy last year. <laughs> actually, a phrenectomy is cutting your uh, gum skin. It's actually a specific procedure, phrenectomy. Cutting your. I've seen yeah, people cutting with your gum skin. 
I've seen some people, people who are, are, who, are too, who are who are too toothy, and they need to bring them down a little bit. I've heard of receding gum lines. I didn't know that there was advancing gum lines. You're raising your hand. I had I had a phrenectomy as a child. Oh, really? You were just going to get down. You're just going to get down to tiny, gums. tiny little, <laughs> tiny little uh, corn kernels there. They didn't call me thick hips. They called me thick gums. <laughs> Sharp tongue and thick gums. Ladies and gentlemen, come to the stage. Can you clip that? Please clip Jesse May Peluso. Can you stop saying, can you clip that in clips? Because it makes the clip seem really fucking stupid. <laughs> can you, speaking of unprofessional, it's, can you text me? It's impossible. I had to cut it out of this week's promo. Now I'm going to no, have to do it again. It. No, please. Do me a favor. Is that the show or in the clip? The co-host always do goes, me. can we clip this? Do me a favor. <laughs> please keep the clip this please make this entire thing a clip. <laughs> please keep clip this it's jesse may's hip clips every week on the deuce <laughs> yeah please can we make that a segment <laughs> i'm crying clip this please don't stop saying it's been clipped <laughs> Why does why does this happen on nobody else's show? <laughs> does Tom Segura sit there going, clip that, clip that? No, yes. Yes, he does, but he probably cuts it out, and, and that's why we're keeping ours in. He probably makes a note. We're keeping it in. Yeah. That's why this show's different and arguably <laughs> worse. Yeah. You guys are so lucky. <laughs> Yeah, oh, if you really get you to see, say? you what really you get to see how, how the sausage is made. You know, I actually wanted to talk to you about a thing. Um, you mentioned, um, we had said at one point that we were going to prepare actual things to talk <laughs> about. And I did like three weeks ago. Let me, let me, a uh, gay pool party. A gay pool party. You wanted to talk about a gay pool party? Look, yeah, brought, brought my kids to a gay, brought, brought my kids out. to a gay pool party. You did? I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind being a gay dad. I think it'd be kind of cool to be a gay dad. I mean, not for me, but for you. It's a million times better. It's it's a million times better because if you leave your wife for another woman, you're a dick. If you leave your wife for a man, you're brave. Yeah, and that's that's gospel. That's right. truth. Yeah, right. Well, that's the actually that's the only way to leave your wife is for another man. It's the cleanest way to get a divorce, I would argue. Because right, and also how about you get to try something new to get out of your marriage. Well, because you, I don't want to, you know, offend anybody's sensibilities, even though I don't think anybody, I think everybody pretends everybody else is getting offended by stuff. I do still think all in all in this day and age, being a presenting as a normal, a normal, a classical, traditional heterosexual couple, when you bring the kids to school is like, yeah, nobody cares. Gay dads, everybody's, everybody's over it, but right. it is kind of like, oh, that's that kid with the gay dad. Like you, you do, it just still stands out a tiny little bit. When you if you do the the child part of it with just the conventional way, and then you go, actually, you know what? I was I was never I was never I like you. I love you a lot, but I was never all that into the ripping up the the fourteen um, fishmonger skirts and getting into that matted nineteenth century <laughs> Fish, fishmonger British sex part of yours. I've always been more about the boys out there on the on the fishing boat. Then you get to go on an absolute fucking tear yeah because it's also it's also easier i think to um go on a sex tear as like a 50 year old 
gay man than it is as a 50 year old straight man, unless you're fabulously wealthy. Mm. And even at that, I would agree with that to a certain yeah. degree. You'd have to, your, your income would have to be a certain level for you to be able to go on the same tear as a, but even, as a e- even at that, it's, gay guy. you gotta, you gotta play the game, right? Because the game is always evolving and the game has gotten <clears throat> trickier since you it were sounds on the like scene. It. If they're inviting straight dads to their pool parties. It sounds like the game's gotten really hard and tricky. Now we just brought my kids to uh we just went to a hotel with a pool down what in if San that's Diego. The new way gay guys get, you know, they recruit some straight dads into their life is at these pool parties. How do you not know? Are you I how do you wish, not know you got to touch a gay? I wish I could tell you that anybody was checking me out cuz I'll take it any way that I can get it. One time we were at the farmers market at the Grove and uh the the cashier guy told my wife I think it was something like your daughter has a very beautiful dad. Ooh. Which is like what such a fucking slick indirectly like, back up. Or was she, your wife like, please take him? She be <laughs> every morning between eight and twelve. I can't like he, stand him in the morning. He likes to stream yard. Please take him from eight to twelve because Jesse may can have to start from twelve to one. Can you start a podcast with him, please? Could you send him a stream yard? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't give him your number, she gives him he'll your just, stream yard. He'll just go down to the basement, talk to him about <laughs> Phil Collins. You'll be fine. Any soft rock references, <laughs> or bands you might want to bring up off the top would really get the conversation. Not rolling. a big Gaga fan. I would avoid that. No, please don't. Don't unless you want to get into a debate. Challenge Gaga's talent. So yeah, we brought the kids to some. It was like a uh, an old hotel. Bob Hope had been the very first guest to sign in in a publicity stunt at this hotel down in San Diego, and we oh, didn't know that it, with farts and ghosts and we didn't. Yeah, we farts. didn't know that it had just become like this big. Um, this big uh, gay scene. And so we were there for the weekend and there was just a bunch of gay people hanging out. It was man, totally cool. It wasn't, I mean, look, there's gay pool parties that are no place for a children for children. And that's fine. This wasn't, this wasn't one this of wasn't them. This wasn't one of those. I mean, there's straight pool parties. I wouldn't want to bring my yeah, kid to the pool straight at, at kid La, pool in Las Vegas. That adults wouldn't want to go to like any way you cut it. There's a pool party. You don't want to fucking go to. Doesn't yeah. That's right. Dinks or dicks are swinging or if the tr- drinks are swinging or if yeah. the kids are swinging from the play, p- play pen. Peep, 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 pop, poop, pop. Want me to clip that? (laughs) 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 You have to because you said it and I didn't. Every single clip has us debating (laughs) the merits of clipping it. I'll only say it if I think it's worth it. I swear I'll only say it if I think it's worth it. I don't think I can trust you. I don't think think you can handle that power. I tell you, my daughter. I'm really good about Mm -hmm. things that you think are good just because you decide something is good. Did you just say, let me tell you something that's good about things you think are good? (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's going to make sense once you let me tell you the quote. You have the floor. (laughs) Tina Fey said, (laughs) just be. Just because you decided something isn't good doesn't mean it's empirically not good. Yeah, so, and vice versa. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was it. <laughs> Are we done? I don't think so. Okay, I know you got to finish telling me your kids' pool, gay pool party. Yeah, there's not much more to it. It was just they well, were. What happened? Was... What, what made it a gay pool party other than the parents were gay? Was there any other gay people? No, it wasn't. We were at a hotel that has um that offers day passes to people we were there for a weekend and on the Saturday and the Sunday it was just almost entirely 
gay dudes hanging out, it, drinking, and sunning. Did this? Did the hotel promote it as gay day? No. Okay. But but it, it turned so out happened. that we, we and and yes, it so happened, and also we later learned we were in an extremely gay neighborhood. Oh, okay. Which so is cool. It's actually my, my favorite my favorite neighborhood that I've ever been. I never really took to San Diego before. Northgate neighborhoods better. They just know how to fix a freaking neighborhood. Yeah, there was a Russian restaurant across the street from our hotel as well, and it was really funny because it was really, really Russian, and you could tell that it it so pained our waitress to have to be pleasant because it's just not their way. <laughs> she was like, "I think you will enjoy." It's not our way. This I isn't think our you will way. Enjoy. The bread with cheese is very good. Is that good? Did you enjoy that? Okay, good. Like it oh, was just God. fucking killing her to have to be nice to us. <laughs> That's how I knew that the food was going to be good. I was like, well, I don't know if it's going to be good, but it's going to be authentically Russian. Also, did I tell you that my um, my three year old has to do monthly oral presentations at school? So do I. And it's they in my new relationships put I'm your nose anymore. on the balls. <laughs> exactly. Good for her. It's so just she really do? funny. Is she gonna podcast? No, she's already done a couple. You think she's gonna? I'm gonna have to stream yard with my daughter. The thing is, they 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 grade her. We we actually have. It's really hard. It's very. Um, like I, I send my kid to this school so you can fucking because I'm too busy to watch her. That's the point of this. So don't right. give her fucking homework. She's three. Yeah. But she has to she did one on um, koalas and she had to make like a drawing to bring to show everybody. This is my picture of a koala and I use sticker dots and koalas. They're very cute. And they live in trees and they live in Australia. And thank you. And she got like a sixty-four out of hundred. Yeah, it sounds fucking terrible. Oof, it, I, I, it was sixty-four is generous. I thought it was odd that they were grading the children on their presentations, yeah, and I thought they it was need to odd. Grade these little she bastards. Fucking, it's a good thing she has no idea what's going on, or else she might dog. develop a complex that she's a fucking <laughs> three-year-old that de- de- delivers oral presentations and then gets failing Shittily. grades on them. Yeah, that's the way to raise adults that are adverse and can deal with adversity and that who are adaptable and... Just to give her an F on her sticker dot yeah, drawing of a koala. Her, she should work harder. Tell her to pronounce her R's better next time. Tell her to step up her fucking game. If she doesn't develop a couple more consonants... Kick her out of the house. She's gonna, yeah, no, it's gonna she's be, gonna it's leave. gonna be, it's gonna be challenging. I think she's gonna get there eventually, but she's you currently got about homeless without she's got like, olives. Yeah, but she can't say it without she's olives. Like, she's got like nine, nine consonants mastered currently. That's why she shouldn't be in the house. Have so what time did shit. what time did we actually start this thing? Because I wasn't really paying attention, and then I looked up, and all of a sudden it said we were like five minutes in, and either the timer was off, or else I blacked out for the beginning of the show. You probably bl- blacked out. Yeah, you probably blacked out. But we're have we go. really been doing this for an hour? Yeah, we have. Your edible was great. I apologize to everyone in advance if this episode is not an hour because I don't believe that it is, but it says that it well, is. If it if it wasn't, then we just went through a fucking time warp. And my yeah. edible was amazing. I got to go talk. I got to go talk to an author about, I got to co- totally put like a different part of my brain on like heavy well, put a duty. Different part of your brain on. You should probably have a, a bourbon or something. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? It's, it's too hard for me.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.